To close it now, an HVAC sales training podcast with Sam Wakefield. Here, we'll build your reputation in residential HVAC sales to be the expert influencer in your market. You'll get insight into the top minds in the industry as they share their skills and hacks to help you on your journey. This podcast isn't just about selling more. It's about understanding your customers' needs and building efficiencies behind the scenes so you can sell more but work less while being top of mind when people think HVAC. Now, let's get started with your host of the Close It Now podcast. This is Sam Wakefield. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Close It Now podcast. Sam Wakefield here, and I am so excited about my guest today. This guy is a total beast, but underneath the beast exterior, he is one of the most sincere, kindest, honest, full of integrity people that I know. And you're going to hear that in this episode. I'm sure that we'll talk about some of that stuff. His story is one of, also one of the coolest, most inspiring stories, too. You know, when you all, when you see success, everybody thinks, oh, man, that, he's got it easy. He's got it easy. But what you don't see is the the hard work and the effort and all of the behind the scenes. And the uh, he, he's, he's logged his 10,000 hours in uh, before he got to this space. So it definitely shows. Uh, I'm super excited to welcome to the show today. Uh, this guy is tracking for four mil- little over $4 million for the year. He is... Uh, and here's the cool part: his, uh, you know, his average ticket is, would you say, twelve seven? Is that what we just said? Thirteen seven. Thirteen. Oh, I'm trying to cut out a grand there. Thirteen seven, right? So that's a lot of. He's closing a lot of projects, y'all. And so um, everybody hailing in from Mississippi. This is Corbin Allen. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Been watching you for a long time, listening to your podcast for a long time, and that's awesome to be here. And thank you for the kind words. Yeah, man. Well, tell us a little bit of uh, so I gave kind of a sneak peek, but uh, tell us a little bit. We always start out, as you know, on the on the interviews since you listened for a while. You know, we just kind of start out with a highlight reel, man. Tell us a give everybody a little bit of your story. Where where'd you come from? You haven't been in the uh, in the HVAC industry a real long time. But it's been a good time, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah. yeah, give us, give us the, give us your story, man. Give us your journey. Yeah, so we'll backpedal and kind of start from uh, teenage years. My mom and dad were never really together. Um, she remarried. I had a stepdad. That's who I call my dad. They got a divorce. She got on drugs really bad. I ended up making some really bad choices. Dropped out of school in the eighth grade. Got into a lot of trouble. And at eighteen, found myself in prison for a couple of years. Got out when I was 20. Like I said, I dropped out in the eighth grade, so I didn't really have any skill set to offer any employer. I didn't have an education. I was working some, you know, in and out jobs. I was doing carpentry at one time. I was really hungry. Like, I wanted more, but the limited mindset that I had adopted was, oh, if you're a felon, you can never really have anything. You sure. can never really make so much money. You can never really live that type of life. So doing carpentry, <clears throat> didn't have any idea about carpentry, but within about two or three months, I started a little side business, building sure. furniture, and every time that I built somebody something, I would just price in the next tool that I did into the project, or I knew it, I had everything that I needed. 
And while I was doing that, uh, my uncle picked me up and started using me on the weekends, doing some commercial industrial change outs for sure. a bigger company in Mississippi. And after about six or seven weeks of doing that, he came to me and he was like, man, we're using you too much. You're getting too many hours. We cannot keep using you on the weekends. Man, I really enjoyed it. You know, I really liked it. But he said, we can hire you full you get a brand new road, you get a full and you pay for insurance and you can make like $75,000 this year. I'm Ooh, like, so how are you okay. full time? So yeah. Right, right at the end of the time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, going to what I was coming from, that was like, Oh man, I didn't know what 401k was. I didn't know that you could have insurance. I didn't know you were supposed to get paid overtime after. <laughs> right. I didn't even know, man. So I jumped in and really just hit it hard. I mean, I would work a 12 hour day and then come home and watch YouTube videos. Sure. Listen to podcasts on the road that, you know, that windshield drive time, just taking it, using it to my advantage. And uh, within about six months, he does not run calls by himself. He just helps enhance tools. And from six months from hiring on, I was running all of the calls by myself. Right. So wow. Did that, did that for a couple of years. Um, we ran a lot. It was 24-7 on call, so I started exploring different avenues, different areas, and found a residential job. And coming into residential, I had the mentality of, man, these guys just try to sell people stuff. I'm not going to sell anybody anything. I know how to fix <laughs> right? this stuff. I know how to fix this stuff, and that's what I'm here for. Yeah. And, uh, man, I realized that I had the wrong mentality on it, and was able to get, you know, at the company that I hired on with, they didn't let service tech sell equipment. You had to turn it over. Sure. And was able to work my way into service sales where they did allow me to sell equipment on my service calls. And for, you know, six or seven months in a row, I was producing really good numbers um, right there most of the time at the top of the company. Yeah. So I was like, man, the only difference between me and the comfort advisors are they get home earlier. They don't have tools. They don't change condenser fan motors. And they make more money. Right. They're not laying down on their side, changing blower motors in a hot attic in the no, middle of the summer, man. right? Yeah. So had a conversation with the owner and was able to tra transition over from service sales uh, into a company advisor role last August. I uh, finished that year out. You know, majority of the year I was a service tech, but I finished out right over three mil. Yeah. Uh, this year, as we sit, I think I'm at 3750000 So I'm should track over, you know, a little four, a little over four. Right. But when I first took this residential job, I was looking online and uh, I found the Close It Down podcast. <laughs> and it was your episode early on with Gene. Yeah. 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 With Gene Slade. Yeah. And Gene Slade was given the surge protector strip. And I was like, yeah. man, this guy's good. And I <laughs> took it and ran with it and started utilizing it. And Love that it. helped me kind of, that helped me get to where, um, where I was at on the service sales side. And I just continued to listen to you and uh, continue to listen to him. Yeah. And after about a year of really, you know, utilizing everything I could find at Gene's online, he ended up giving away a ticket to his mansion event. Oh, cool. In Florida that he does. And it was a question. You had to have that right answer to the question. And I was the one that had the right answer to the question. And I remembered the answer to the question because I heard it on one of the podcasts. Oh, how fun. And the question was, what is a salesman's two best friends? And the answer was silence and questions. And I was able to go down there and meet with him and really get some more information that he has. And then, you know, just 
kind of taking it from everybody in the industry. Yeah. Um, so I'm blessed to be here, man. I love it. (laughs) Oh, so cool. You know, that reminds me, there's a really, uh, a really famous personal growth, um, trainer, uh, Jim Rohn, his, one of his most famous quotes is, and this totally, your story reminds me of this quote. It says, you know, an education will make you, can make you rich, but self-education can make you wealthy. And it can yes, make sir. you can make you a fortune. And man, you're living proof that, you know, who cares if you don't have a high school degree, you know, diploma and a college degree and all that stuff, because you chose you get you became hungry and chose to learn, right? And then not not just yes, learn, sir. not just get knowledge, but implement. I mean, your story about the the surge protector script, but you immediately implemented it. You know, success happens at the speed of implementation, That's right. right? Speed of implementation, absolutely. Uh, Love yes, it, man. man. Yeah, I've been super blessed. I got a beautiful wife, beautiful boys. We got four children. Mm-hmm. Um, three of them I'm married into. One of them we had together three years ago. But I love them all the same. We've sure. been just super, super blessed from where we started. Uh, we just continue to grind it out and keep pushing. Yeah. And they... Oh, no, we had a quick break there. But uh, give, So give us some quick context here. How old are you now? Twenty five. Twenty five. You hear this, everybody? This is a I mean, what a cool story uh, from getting out of jail at 20. And by the time he is 24, crossing the three million dollar mark across a year, 25 hitting a four million dollar mark in the year from talking about zero to hero rags to riches story because he put the time in, he put the grind in. You know, we, it, I mean, we heard him, right? He's, he's spent all the time on work 12 hour days, but then go jump on YouTube and listen to podcasts also. And right. so, man, what a cool story, dude. I, I freaking love it, man. So what are you really excited about right now? I mean, what's got, I mean, w- let's stay within the industry for a minute. And, uh, you know, in HVAC, there's so many things going on, so many things changing. What are you seeing in, in Mississippi, right? So many people are like, oh, you can't do that kind of dollars there. There's no money in the state and all this. And you know, we're talking a little bit about credit declines, right? And so I, yeah. I want to dive into those numbers because here in a minute also, but kind of what are you excited about? What's going on that uh, has got you on fire? Man, you know, I went to Gene's Mastermind in June and then I went back in August. So I've been able to implement a lot of that. And I'm in his two times a week ninja class. Yeah. So I'm steadily learning stuff there and applying that. I mean, as we approach, you know, what everybody else calls the shoulder season, I'm just trying to stay consistent, follow the process. I just closed out October at 346. I had a $41,000 day yesterday to start the month. So just staying consistent. Um, We picked up some no credit check lenders here recently that have been good for us. Okay. uh, Because we see a a lot of credit declines. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you look at the statistics, Mississippi, we do have the lowest credit rate. And we are the poorest state. So, I mean, you can only expect that. But I don't let it get me down. I just I keep the same process. I give everybody the same opportunity to buy, whether they're in a $900,000 house or a $80,000 double wide. Sure. You know, they're still getting the same options. They're still getting the same, you know, treat them with the same respect, just being consistent and uh, being genuine. Right. And that's that's got me a long way for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. Um, as colder weather comes in, it, it gets to my hobby. I like to hunt. So I'm getting to, you know, get into that. And I was able to shoot a deer with my bow a couple of weeks ago. Oh, nice. Uh, opening day, of, opening day of youth season. 
is this weekend. So hopefully one of my boys can shoot one. And then, you know, as the holidays come in, we travel and, and just unplug and, and breathe a little bit after a, a year of running. Right. So, But one thing I am excited about, we got a competition going right now uh, from November 1st to December 31st. If you sell 600K, you get a trip to Rome. So, oh, a trip to Rome. <laughs> nice. trip to Rome. So I'm, I'm, put, I'm pushing for that. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to Europe before? No, I've never been out of the country. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, get your passports in order because I have zero doubt that you're going to hit that. In fact, we can uh, we can talk offline about how I'm helping people. Like if there's not leads coming in, we're just going to go make them um, because yeah. it's it's so easy to do right now in our in our environment. Um, to just like, yeah, because that hunter mentality, right? It's like instead That's of just it. sitting around and waiting for things to happen to you, let's like, okay, let's make it happen. It's like if we take radical responsibility for our life and are providing for our family, then hey, let, okay, I don't care about all of the lead, let's just go make it happen, right? Yeah, 100%. I was listening to that episode and you were talking about how we within the industry are so lazy. Mm-hmm. Like doctors have to go to school for eight years to make this type of money. And then they have to perform surgery on people. Yeah. They don't even want to knock on doors. <laughs> yeah. And they get like, like what, four, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars in debt to do it and then have to climb yeah. back out. And we get paid along the way. <laughs> we get paid along the way. And it's just crazy. But it's so true. Like we just don't want to beat the door down. But yeah, yeah. man, create your own luck. You know, that's that's what I call it. Create your own mm-hmm. luck. Like, sure. Don't wait for it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're waiting for it to happen, it probably never will. Like you got to go get it. Yeah. You got to take it. So oh, I love it. Oh, this those is were cool, great man. episodes, brother. Those were great episodes. I, Thanks. I those. We've got a couple because more coming. That's uh we're we're recording right in the center of the uh the series. There's two more of those that are happening. And then actually it's interesting the the timing of this episode. Uh we're recording for everybody listening, we're recording November second. And uh, there is, um, I'm starting the speaker series for uh, Door to Door Con, which is going to be at the end of January. So I'm one of the speakers up there uh, in Salt Lake City, 25, 26, 27 of January. And it's got, man, talk about a place of five, five to 6,000 just hunter mentality people coming together that have decided to take that responsibility and set, set the world on fire, right? And the, the thing that blows my mind is what we didn't know in the A-Track industry for so long because we were just blinded to it is there's literally hundreds of people across the country that are making a million dollars a year in commissions and their, their own revenue on the doors. And we have a way higher ticket item than most of them do. We're just not doing it. It's like, Corbin, if I told you there was, you know, five, 10, 15, $20,000 in this neighborhood, you just got to go find it. It's behind one of those doors and you could do it every single day. Would you? Right. It's just a matter of like saying hi to people. Yeah. And that's something I'm going to implement, you know, moving into the, into the new year for sure. That's some of the goals that I've already put down for myself is to quit being lazy in that aspect. Like Mm -hmm. knock on the doors, follow up. Mm -hmm. Like the fortune is in the follow up. And there's, there's so many follow ups that I just don't, that I could. Yeah, but I just choose not to, and it's like you said, just being lazy or being content, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, uh, good is the enemy of great, cool. right? Kind of unraveling and turning into a different animal. I like I told it. my wife, my goal is to be one hundred percent debt free by thirty. That's yeah. house. That's everything that, that we have, you know, mm-hmm. knocked out. So from thirty to forty, we can just buy property. Sure. And 
at cash flow and turn it into rentals or whatever we want to do there and yeah. some other avenues. But I told her, I was like, you know, 2024, different animal. Like, I'm mm-hmm. zoning in. And Love we're, it. We're, we're hitting those goals, man. <laughs> we might take 30 and drop that to 28. There you go. Oh man, I love it. So, the, so with the when we, when you're doing that and you're doing so this is cool too because I I love when these like conversations turn into like a totally different direction. So this is the time of year people do start doing that goal setting and planning for the next year. And so when you when you're doing that, what what are some of the mindsets that um, kind of break it down for everybody? Because clearly you've done a lot of development. Um, so when you're, when you're sitting down with her and I'm sure you're all are probably going to do a lot more in depth as it gets a little closer to the end of the year, but you know, you, as you lay your plan out and you work backwards with it, what does that look like? I mean, just take us through a little bit of the exercise that you're, that you're doing. Uh, so you have a very clear idea and a clear path for getting into 2024. Man, I started setting goals before I really had a lot of time. Uh, for growth and development while I was incarcerated. Yeah. I mean, I spent that whole little over two years just working on myself. And I set some goals and I came out and I crushed them. But they were so small. They mm-hmm. were tiny. Like one of my first goals was make $750 in a week. <laughs> and like looking back, I was like, Dude, that's limited mindset, man. That's sure. all I thought that I was capable of. Yeah. And now it's crazy um, because like – just the lifestyle that we build now, I mean, $750 a week would get me anywhere. <laughs> right. You know? But, man, just looking back over that, I really learned that there's an old Charlie Greer saying, if you think you can, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right, too. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah you got I, it. I don't know if it's Charlie Greer that said that. Somebody said that. Yeah, he, he, that's, a, that's a quote from uh, Henry Ford. Henry Ford. Yeah. Henry Ford said that. Um, yeah, well, and you're right, Charlie. I I love that you referenced Charlie Greer, man. He's an old timer trainer in the industry, man. He was he was great. Yeah, absolutely. I stole that one from Gene, but man, that's such a real saying. Like, if you think you can't, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, you can't. But if you think that you can, you're 100 percent right. You can. Mm-hmm. Um. So as I sit down, I read you know one of Grant Cardone's book, um, Seller Be Sold. Yeah. He talks about you have got to be completely sold, not just necessarily selling on yourself on the company that you work for and man i'm 100 percent invested i believe in you know taking taking yourself seriously invest in yourself invest in your your physical your mental so just a holistic approach yeah. from every aspect man like i want to grow i want to be the best that i can be and i'm going to get there like mm-hmm. we're going to keep setting goals we're going to keep moving forward um last year december 9th of last year I didn't really have a huge problem with alcohol, but I'm one of those that cannot drink one or two and stop. Sure. Like once I get a buzz, I start to chase it. And I yeah. wasn't an all the time drinker, but when I would drink, like I said, I couldn't stop. So December 9th of last year, I looked at my wife and I told her next December 9th, I'll be able to tell you that I haven't taken alcohol in a year. Five years from now, I'll be able to tell you that I haven't in five and so on. And here we are. I'm December um, next month, I'll be able to tell you I hadn't drank any. So it's just yes. little things. I find things that are that are in the way. You know, uh-huh. I find things that are in my way, and we just push them out, and we just knock the door down, man. I love it, better. man. Your mental resolve is inspiring, and so I I love those types of moments when we can, you know, make a decision 
and so commit to it that it doesn't, it's not even on our radar anymore. So it's that belief system, right? If I believe I am the person that doesn't even pick it up, then that's, that's my, that's the person I am. If I believe I'm the person that I, well, I'm trying to quit and it's, it's a struggle. Why then it's going to be a struggle, right? So tell us a little bit more about that. When you make those kinds of decisions and those resolve, what, what has helped you to become so steadfast in that commitment? I got a really strong relationship with God. For me mm-hmm. personally, that's my spirituality is huge. Um, that's why I've gotten to where I've gotten. And that's why I've had the opportunities that I've been given. God will open a door for you that you're not supposed to be in. Like for me, there's some job opportunities like where I'm supposed to, where I'm at now. I don't believe that I would have got it if God wanted to show me favor. Sure. He showed me favor, but that's the thing. When he opens the door, you got to put the work in to get where you want to get. Right. Right. It's not just going to hand it all to you. Um, but I've been very, very blessed in that, in that way. Also, when I set a goal like that day, when I said that, my what I tell myself is I used to be a man that drank alcohol. I'm no longer a man that drank alcohol. I used to be a man that did drugs. I'm no longer a man that did drugs, right? So, right. like, yeah, I used to be that person. I accept it, but no longer. Like, that's gone. Like, just step, in, step into it. Get off of it. Like, if I'm standing on that platform, now I'm jumping off of it, and it's behind me. And like, we Love don't even it. look at it. Yeah. I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> but nothing, man, you can, I'm going to try to see if I can show it to you. When I was yeah, be safe for old. everybody. Everybody listening, he's he's driving down the road, so we we had to do this while he's in the car. But uh, when I was 15 years old, man, I started getting in a lot of trouble, and uh-huh. that's GF fear. So God, family, money. I got that tat- tattered on me back then, and back then it was a rap label. I thought sure. I was going to be the next rapper, man. But um, I still look at this to today, and it's God, family, money for me. Like those are the three things that I look at when I make a decision. I yeah. ask myself. Is it going to bring me closer to God? Is it going to bring me closer to my family? Is it going to make me more money? And if it's a no on those, we just don't do it. Right. But if it's a yes, we cut off and we move whatever we have to move to get that in alignment with where we're going. Whoa, I love that. That is powerful. Um, it, it makes me think a lot about, um, you know what, it, it's, since you know, since you've listened to so many episodes, one of the things I talk often about is core values. And when we get in an alignment with our core values and how sales, I mean, to apply it to sales, it's not the performance of an hour. It's the overflow of a life, because if some right. elements of our life or, you know, if they suck or, you know, we're we're not living up to our, the, what we know we should be doing in alignment with our core values in certain areas, what's well, good affect everything else. And so I love this this conversation because you're you're a clear representation of somebody who's um, you know exactly what your core values are. Well, clearly they're tat- tatted on your on your bicep, uh, but <clears throat> but you you also you don't just know what they are, but you filter your decisions through those. And so for you, it's God, family, money. For I mean, everybody has their own you know specific set of those core values. But man, yeah. clear success is you know, is represented here because you, you live in that level of integrity and you don't compromise on it. And, uh, and man, that's, that's, that's so inspiring. So for everybody listening, I hope you, you see Corbin as a, uh, an inspiration and of what can be possible. Um, if you put in the work and, 
gosh, it makes me think of the scripture when you were talking about putting in the work too, because, and, and kudos to you. Yes. God opened the door, but you walked through it. If you didn't take the steps, then what's the door's just going to stay open and let flies in. Right. <laughs> and so it reminds me of the scripture was that faith without works is dead. You can believe all you want, but yes, until sir. you take, until you take the steps along with it, you know, that's where, that's where most people miss. You know, even if they're just law of attraction and I'm going to visualize this. Well, if you don't take inspired action along with it, then you're not doing anything. That's it. 100%, man. You got to put the work in. You got to push the grind every day. That was a saying I heard when I got home. um, I was able to, you know, my first weekend home, I was able to go speak at some churches. And I believe that a lot of my blessings came from transparency. Um, It's hard to put your failures on front street. And I was on the front page of the newspaper here in my small city of 20,000, right? Sure. So I was the the kid that Paris didn't want. Wait, wait, time out, time out. We're doing 4 million in a town of 20,000? Well, we're covering the whole state. So my, but the city that I live in, yeah, it's about 20,000, but we're, I'm covering a a broader area than that. Sure. (laughs) Sure. But still, I mean, so yeah, so you're going to pick up some more population, but for ever also, so, I mean, this is the coolest thing. We're get, we'll get right back to your story because I totally want to hear about you speaking in front of the churches. But I don't, I don't want to miss this because this is this is a huge nugget. I mean, for everybody, basically what we're doing, this episode is anybody who's making an excuse, the way you're eliminating it in this story because the lowest in, lowest average credit score low i mean super low education love average level in the state super low income level we've got uh you're covering you're in a town of twenty thousand. sure you cover a huge area which means you have a crazy amount of drive time and not yeah. a dense population so the other well, after after your story i want to jump into the like the close rate numbers we were talking about because of the insane amount of credit declines and he's still putting up four million dollars everybody so if you if your excuse is oh it's my market or it's the credit or all of the things it's that's because you believe that it's not you don't choose to focus on i can you're choosing to focus on well, i can't so right. uh, man big nugget there so okay yeah, back to man. back to the story man you're you're so you're on stage you're put you're on the front page of the newspaper and you you know you put all your failures right on front street yeah, man. I mean, it's embarrassing to publicly, you know, speak about where you where your shortcomings were, you know. And I was that guy for several years through my teenage years, like the parents didn't want their kids around. And I, I see why, you know, I, I did drugs. I sold drugs. I wasn't in school. Like I wouldn't want my kids around that guy either now that I have kids. Right. <laughs> sure. But getting out and being able to talk about that and say, hey, this is where I was. This is where I'm at now, because. I have found God. I've got a a personal relationship. And through that relationship, I've had transformation and renewing in who I am as a person. Right. Yeah. And he can use a failure. Oh, no. no, I'm sorry. We're cutting out there. So for me, the last thing we hang on, we we cut out there for a second. The last thing we heard is transformation of you as a person. Okay. Yeah, so I heard a saying one time, and it was, God can use a failure, but he can't use a quitter. And that was big for me, because I'm like, man, it's not even about the choices that I made back then. Like, I can live a good life. 
I can be a good person. I just have to do it. Like, I yeah. just got to set them always behind me and just go. Just go, man. So, from that point on, I just hit it hard and kept going. Love it. So, that was really the foundation of where you started being able to make those decisions and stick to it so consistently. And then building that muscle over time is, is you know, obviously that gets easier and better as you can make bigger resolves and make those decisions. Example, the al- you know, eliminating alcohol, et cetera, right? Man, just like, I'm going to tell you like this. So my wife, when we found each other, I was I had been out of prison a few months, living in my grandmother's house, didn't have a checking account, didn't know what a credit score was, didn't make any money. She bought she bought me in there. She saw me and she saw the potential in me of where I could be. And yeah. she didn't care about my, you know, my situation at that present time. But it was, you know, during the day, that meant a lot to me because she cared about me for me, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. about what I could do for her or anything like that. And that meant a lot to me. But she invested in me. And a year and a half later, on our second anniversary, we were able to get, um, we, I was able to probably give her a real ring because when I posted her the first time, I wasn't able to. Sure. So our second anniversary, I took her somewhere. I had, she went to the bathroom and it was overlooking, uh, down in New Orleans, overlooking the city. And I had the waitress. I was like, look, she's going to come back from the bathroom in a minute. I'm going to get you to take a picture of us. And when you do, I'm going to pop down. And I'm going to give her this ring that she doesn't know she's getting. Right. Oh, cool. And we also closed on our, closed on our first house that week. So, I looked at it and I was like, you're getting a return on your investment, right? <laughs> you bought into me here. <laughs> and, the, you know, the, just the, the compound interest of good choices, man. She gets up and goes to the gym faithfully. She's the most persistent woman that I know, person that I know, faithfully at 4 a.m. She pushes me, man. And with, with her and God in my life, I don't have a chance to step off. <laughs> like, it's just not happening. <laughs> You'd have to make a big, solid decision to... Turn right, turn left to, oh, man, off the yeah. road. One hundred percent. Climb, climb over the barriers to be able to make a bad choice at this point, right? That's it. Oh, love it! He's got God on one side and the wife on the other. It's like keeping you on the road. That's it. Oh, that's cool, man. Oh, man, this this is so refreshing to have a conversation like this because it's not not so many times. You know, we have great conversations, but we don't dive into some of the heart stuff. And that's the piece that is really missing in our society. And in, in, in it's the piece that's missing in sales. It's the piece that's missing in everything. Everybody stays so in their head with most things that they're missing the biggest the, the biggest driver, which is the heart piece. And uh, man, I'm loving this. So, um, so, so let's shift gears here real quick and go back to those numbers because there's such getting back to eliminating some more excuses for people. And I hope that's what this is doing because I, I know it is for me. Um, we were talking before we hopped on this, on this recording, we were talking about close rates and the way that they're tracked and that kind of thing. And so, you know, really in our, especially right now in our marketplace, I mean, you're seeing probably the highest number of credit declines across the country strictly because of you were already starting at a low threshold and then with our current economy, et cetera. So for everybody listening, Corbin was to and, and go through it again. You were telling me your the trackable close rate with service Titan tracking everything is we say between thirty and forty percent. 
between 30 and 40 percent. It varies on the month. I mean, I'll have days, man, where I run five calls and I get a yes from everybody. And I run yeah. them from our lenders like Good Leap, Service Finance, all the way down to our no credit checks. Sure. And may not get them a penny. I'll have five calls. Everybody said yes. And I've got 80 something or $100,000 in dead applications. Sure. And those days, you know, they, they're not fun. I don't enjoy them because at the end of the day, I'm just a very good conversationist and an unpaid sales consultant. Yeah. Like I go home, I didn't make any money, but I understand it's just practice. Sure. I got better. I did my job. I got, I went through the process. I got a yes. I just couldn't get it funded. Yeah. And that, you know, that goes against my close rate on service type and the way that it's tracked because I close it out and there's nothing that's, you know, booked as a project sure. for us to install. But I just don't let it get me down. I understand right. that it's a roller coaster. You know, yeah. yeah, it happened this it happened today, but tomorrow's coming. I sure. can only run so many dead apps before I get the yes. Hundred percent. Yes is coming. 100%. It's coming. I just gotta stay focused, keep doing what I'm doing, and yeah. it'll come. Right? It's a byproduct of me being genuine, helping people, not going in there thinking about the commission. I'm going in there and I'm just a, a sales consultant. Sure. I'm just here to help you get what you need, and I just got to do that. Yeah, and the money will follow. Hundred percent. And and the cool thing is, so everybody listening to you, you know, there's a lot of people across the country that it's like, oh, I've got these ninety percent close rate. Well, what they're doing is they're pulling out all the credit declines, right? And so they're creating fake news, <laughs> basically. So I love that you're transparent with us too, because you know we talked about this too. If you pulled those out, you're running sixty to seventy percent close rate, which is amazing, and it's it's obviously where it should be for somebody of, of your caliber, and um, when you're mastering your craft. Um, but we've got to track those because it is it's true. That's true numbers, and everybody right now is seeing that strictly because yeah. it's it's our economy. It's no no fault of yours. Now here's the beautiful part. Um, and I can. Uh, permission to speak a little bit of longevity into the vision here um, with yeah. what you're creating. So what you're doing is creating a pipeline um, because the coolest thing will start to happen. And for and for everybody listening who's gotten really discouraged in the last little bit about all the credit declines the last couple of years, stay with it. Serve at the highest level. Treat people with respect. It doesn't matter if they get declined or not. That or not. That's not your fault. Because what will start happening, and I've proven this year after year, when you stay with the same place for a long time, what's going to start to happen here in another year, here in another two years, your phone's going to start ringing. And what you're going to hear on the other line the minute you answer is, oh, thank God you're still with that company. We finally saved up enough money for it. Or thank goodness you're still with that company. We fixed our credit. And so what you're doing is creating a pipeline of revenue, which will, and so your job, speaking of, is now everybody that, so every single person you saw throughout the year, and this is a great exercise for everybody listening, this is what successful people do that unsuccessful people don't think they do. You keep a track of every single person you've sold or not, and you're going to write a handwritten Christmas card to them. And every single person sold or not, we're going to put a reminder in some, create some systematized way to set a reminder that like every six months, some form of contact. That way you stay top of mind. You're the guy because after the experience they had in the home with you, they're not going with anybody else. They just aren't able to do it yet. 
But the minute they are, and they know they need it, and they know they want it, but the minute they are, when we can stay top of mind like that, who do you think they're going to call? They're going to call you back. And so we're, so for, I mean, for years, I would do three to have three to 500 K strictly in pipeline from people calling me back that said, I'm so glad we, we moved to the new house and we want to do what we did at the last week. I mean, I used to rip out three month old systems because the people where we, you know, we did super amazing zoning modulating systems at their previous house. They move into a brand new house and they hate it because now it won't do what they, what their old house did. So we'd rip three month old systems out and put, do it again. Right. Or people that just like I was saying, two years, three years, four years later, man, we finally saved up the cash. Our credit still sucks, but we could pay cash for it now. I'm just get, come over and let's just get that. We didn't call anybody else. Cause we like you so much. Just get at the new numbers, whatever they are. We've got the money for it. And it happens over and over and over. So congratulations. I mean, huge, huge right there in building a pipeline. Because especially in a state like that, in our current economy, and for everybody listening, that will happen as long as you don't just buzz out and and not treat them like humans anymore. I mean, for so many people, credit is it. It's a lot. It's clearly our choices when we take responsibility for things. However, our economy is changing a lot of a lot of things. Right? Sometimes it it's not quite their fault. But either way, they're still humans, and they still deserve the same high level of service. So that that's a little bit of input from being in the industry so long. I've seen it happen where people will reach back out, and and, and 100%, they're going to be like, oh, my God, Corbin, I'm so glad that you still work with that company. I, I'm so glad you're still answering this phone. We're ready now. And uh, those are the coolest days. I, I literally one time had a $100,000 day strictly from people reaching back out to me from previous years. And it was like, what is happening today? And so, yeah, so absolutely. you could, so it will happen for you too. Uh, the volume that you're yeah. seeing is way higher than anything I ever saw in the field. And, and I'll just tell you that because I was years ago and and doing some different things, like just totally different market, right? So, man, I love it. So yeah. keep up, keep it up, because that that's what creates long term lasting uh, lasting revenue. Um, but man, so let's do this. As you know, this podcast is known for having a very actionable item that people can implement immediately um like right away after listening to the episodes so hit people with some uh hit people with some nuggets man drop drop some bombs on them because we we can't uh, have a you know a four million dollar a year person on the line and not get a little bit of sales tips from you man you gotta have a routine you gotta follow the same thing you can't just be like in the movies, Arnold Schwarzenegger, just hmm. just shooting everywhere hoping you hit. You got to yeah. be like a sniper, man. You got to lock and load. You got to know what you want. I'm sorry. I keep on having phone calls come in. No, but you got to lock and load. You got to know where you want to go, man. Start with the end in mind. You know, if you want to have a $4 million a year, then say that. You know, you got to believe it and sell yourself on it. Before I swapped over, I hired on at this company in August. There was two guys that are my really good friends now that were service sales. Nobody else could sell equipment. You had to turn it over to the comfort advisors. Well, at the Christmas party, I told them I'm going to do $3 million next year. Well, at that point, the highest comfort advisor had only done two. Uh-huh. So when I said that, they're laughing at me because it didn't seem realistic, right? Of course. 
But guess what I did? I finished the year out at a little like three million fifty-seven thousand. I love it. So you got this, you know, DJ Khaled's got a book, The Keys to Success, I think is what it's called. And he says that, you know, he was screaming, we the best way back before he was what he is now. Sure. Muhammad Ali, you know, he was saying that he was the best way before. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm the greatest. I said that before I knew I was. So you got to be confident, not cocky, but you got to be confident. And when mm-hmm. you do things that you tell yourself you're going to do, when you say, I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to do this. When you do these things, you start to believe in yourself. You know that you can trust who you are. Yeah. And then you believe what you say you're going to do. Like if I tell you I'm going to do something, you can 100% believe it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to follow through with what I said. And because of that, I know when I set these goals, if I think I can do it, I can do it. I just got to do it. And when things get in the way, when the bad days come, because they're coming, right? It's a roller coaster. There's always going to be something that interferes, just like this morning. You know, we jumped on here a little late because we both had some things pop up. Right. We don't get off track. We just stay focused. We do what we said we're going to do and make it happen, you know, and be consistent. Follow the process. Have a routine. Love it, man. Don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Just start with the small, man, the little small tweaks, Mm -hmm. compound interest. You got you, it. You go to the gym one day and you come home and you look in the mirror, you don't see anything. But if you do it for 10 years, I promise you there'll be a difference. Right. And it's the same thing in every other aspect area of your life. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, a lot of people say if, you, if it's something worth doing, you need to make sure you do it right. But Jordan Peterson, in one of his videos, he talks about brushing your teeth. If you don't have two minutes to brush your teeth, should you just not do it at all or should you brush them for 20 seconds? Right. Anything worth doing. It's worth doing, even if you have to have assets sometimes. Sure. Just do it. Just make sure you stay consistent and do uh-huh. it. And you win in the long run because long-term consistency always beats short-term intensity. Woo! That's a quotable line right there. Long-term consistency always beats short-term intensity. Woo! That's and winners good. win, losers lose. <laughs> so everyone says, and it's facts. Big facts, brother. Oh, I love it, man. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. This was, uh, I'm glad we were finally able to make this happen. We've been bouncing back and forth for, geez, a couple months now, I think. And uh, I I know the timing was right. And that's the important part. And uh, I love it. So moving into the, through the rest of the year, um, man, you've, anything you need, reach out. You've got my full support and uh, I'm, I'm here for you. And uh, everybody listening, man, Corbin is proving it does not matter where you come from, what market you're in. You just, you put in the work, you put in the self-work, you put in the belief, you put in the grind and things happen. Uh, So this really feeds into, you know, what we've been talking a lot lately about leading metrics versus lagging metrics. He's like, you know, the lagging metrics are sales versus credit declines, all that kind of stuff. Who cares? We do the leading metrics, which is showing up, having appointments, creating appointments, and getting in front of people to get your opportunity in front of as many people as possible and provide that high level of service and the level of excellence that no one is outworking Corbin and no one is providing better excellence than Corbin in anywhere close to his market. And it's very, very clear. And so Man, huge, huge, huge shout out to you, brother. You are doing, you're doing the work, man, and you're inspiring us all. 
awesome, man. I appreciate you for having me. I'm glad we finally got to make it happen. I look forward to staying in touch. And uh, if you need anything, same here, man. Just reach out to me. Good stuff, man. I love it. I, I hope to uh, hope to make it over to your area some sometime and, and get out get out in the field with you, man, because man, you know, no one of my favorite things to do is to do those ride-alongs with rock stars and just iron sharpen iron, you know? Man, and, I love it. Yes, sir. Yeah, good stuff. All right, everybody. Well, we are going to wrap here. A couple super quick announcements. Uh, one is uh, make sure to uh, go to hvacdoors.net. That is where the online course lives. And it is the cheapest, the cheapest sales system online course you can buy in the industry right now because we're pre-launch. And so you could grab that and it's got an entire module on all of the scripting for canvassing and door knocking for HVAC. There's companies, more and more companies every single day are reaching out to me and say, hey, we heard a few of your podcasts and we threw a couple people in the field just to see what, we ha- what would happen. And lo and behold, we set an appointment an hour, just like you said. And hey, that first appointment turned into a $2,000 IAQ ticket. And the second appointment turned into a $5,000 IAQ ticket. And the third appointment turned into the guy wants a quote for a new system. And he's just said, I'm so glad you showed up because I just really didn't want to go through the three-bid process and start calling companies. So that's what's happening all over the country, everybody. So that that training is in the in the course. So HVACdoors.net and the, just click on HVAC, HVACU is that course and also the event ticket is there uh, to get to door to door con and i will be a speaker along with lance lance armstrong chris voss sean white sam taggart and sam wakefield Uh, so use the uh, code uh, samw10 so samw10 for a 10 percent discount on those tickets and uh, that is so come hang out with me i'm going to have a a whole session to myself uh, at that event and it's going to be pretty awesome uh, so thanks for listening everybody if you've ever got value from this podcast make sure to leave me a five-star review and mention corbin in the uh, in your review uh, if he if he inspired you make sure to mention him in the review and uh, that those are those are always fun when that happens and uh, gosh otherwise everybody you heard it here first go save the world one heat stroke at a time go save the world one frostbite at a time Thanks for listening to Close It Now with Sam Wakefield. Subscribe to the podcast now so you're first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tools and tips to make you the top HVAC professional in your market. If you have friends and colleagues who would like this show, share it with them and send them to our Facebook community for more in-depth discussion about the challenges we all face and how to overcome them on the Close It Now podcast. 